DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Jacob Talley, what's up, man? How are you? Not much, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. So you just had a really big year last year, um, finishing top 10 in the NFR. Yep. National Finals Rodeo, for people who don't know that. And so probably 80% of my mar- uh, like people that listen to this show probably have no idea what it is you do. <laughs> right. um, so I'd love to elaborate on that because when people think of rodeo, they either think of women barrel racing or bull riding. Yes, There's sir. a lot more to it than that. So. What is it that you uh, you do? So, man, I steer wrestle. Okay. That's where you have one horse coming off the left side of the steer, and you slide off the horse and throw him down flat, and they, it's off time. So yeah. the fastest time wins. Then you have a helper on the off side keep, keeping him running straight. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. It's one of the faster events. Like, it goes real quick. It's all on based on time. You're normally three to four seconds is what you're trying to be at every rodeo. Well, so for people who don't know, a steer is basically like a teenage – cow but male bull basically (laughs) right yep yeah so that's an insane and crazy ass industry to be in not only that but you're doing it full-time for a living yep no doubt. like that so what's the toll on your body that takes it is rough so i just turned 30 about a month and a half ago and i feel like i'm about 55 (laughs) it's it's tough yeah so like how did you get into this how did this happen because this is something like um i met you probably shoot 10 years ago or maybe not quite that long but we're, i was back when we were in oil and gas and stuff and then here lately i, I guess you've been doing this the whole time and yeah. you made a career out of it so i started after high school i went to a little bulldogging school in bernice louisiana and um man it was something i wanted to piddle with but i didn't really grow up around it that much i never really tried it so i knew it was going to take some time okay so this wasn't something like you grew up rodeoing or no nope. this is something you just okay this is yep. interesting guy. so i i watched my dad did it a little bit he's just local rodeoed when yeah. he was about 30 so he started later in my life too so it wasn't something that we just grew up going to rodeos every weekend okay. with kids or high school rodeoing um i watched him do it and i always wanted to try it but i just played football and i was going to wait until i got done with that before i had anything else on my plate um but i went to that bulldog in school in 2010 and when i got back from that i started practicing and started working trying to save up some money i didn't really know how it worked or anything yeah. so i just would go to local rodeos that they had and, and kind of piddle with it that's so crazy though because most pe- i feel like most people in any kind of rodeo grow up in it and that is their yeah. life yeah so for the just- most part man it is it's they start when they're five six years old at least doing something involved in rodeo well what's uh what's bulldog in school what's that so we went out to a man's arena it's a guy that grew up rodeoing and he puts on two schools a year he has a fake horse and a fake steer and then he had a bunch of real steers and horses and so he'd put us on the little fake horse and we'd run the dummy kind of just manipulate it and simulate what was going on in the arena but not actually doing it okay especially for us that didn't know what we were doing he didn't he don't let anybody get hurt yeah and so it slows everything down and we did that for two days and then on the third day he put us on horses and we started running live steers it goes fast (laughs) but you still get a little crash course before you do it yeah and that's something and how old were you when you started that Uh, i was about to turn 20 all right okay so 10 years 10 years and within 10 years you were literally placing the top 10 in the world of all these people who probably been doing it their whole life. (laughs) I wonder how it makes them feel, (laughs) but that's, that's pretty interesting because like you, that doing something like this is what, have you had any major injuries yet? Man, I have, I've, I've had some little stuff happen in 19. I had the first really major injury. I had to have surgery and it's supposed to take six months to come back. Yeah. And that was like the first time where I'd had to take time off. 
I've had little, so I got my teeth knocked out and broken bones and stuff, but nothing, <laughs> nothing terrible. Well, nothing terrible, no, just broken yeah, bones, got my right. teeth knocked out. Most people go their entire life without having any right. broken bone or anything, but no, I'm just, so what was the major injury you had? So I tore my pec in two. I've done um, that. Yeah. All right, so where did you tear it from? Did you tear it from under the bicep nope. or on top of I the I tore foot? it right here under the armpit, Yeah. and I tore that tendon completely in two and frayed it. So I detached my tendon from under that bicep where it yep. connects to the bone? Yep. So that's the tendon you tore? Yes. Holy the shit. Pectoralis yep. major or yep. whatever? I yep. know all about it, dude. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea. So how, yep. So my recovery was um, I was benching, doing, doing too yep. much. I've been training MMA, and I was benching, and um, basically I shouldn't have been lifting heavy at all that weekend, right. and I hit... Um, I was on my second rep of like 380. We shouldn't be lifting that heavy, anyways. And um, it just, I felt it sounded like something popped in my head. Yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah. So, how did you do it? So, I was running a steer in Red Bluff, California. Okay. And he kind of had stepped up under me. And when I got down, and we weren't really gaining on him, so it started separating a little bit. And I just kind of turned loose to check out the back. I wasn't going to wreck the horse out or anything. Yeah. And I hit the ground like I have a million times. And I just kind of hit on my elbow on my right side. And when it did, it just felt like somebody thumped me right there like it it was a frog but it just felt odd yeah i couldn't really move my arm and so i just walked out the side of the arena they have sports medicine tents set up at every rodeo and i told them what happened and when they picked my arm up the whole muscle just fell oh, down the bottom. god dude yeah so mine was like um that's 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 a yeah totally different than <laughs> my story but mine was like i was hard-headed for like a week i was like something's not right but it was like I could do flex it and my whole chest would move over here. Yeah. Nothing was holding it in place. Yeah. And finally, um, a few people were like, you need to go to the damn doctor, man. You got to go check this right. out. I was like, okay. And, um, luckily I went in time enough. They said if you waited any longer, you'd have to use cadaver tissue to get it. Yeah. Were so they, they able to start shriveling up? Yeah. They start yeah. shriveling up and they're like, if you, they, we're going to stretch it best we can. We may have used cadaver tissue. Right. And when I come out of surgery, they're like, um, we we're able to salvage it. But you're gonna you're in for a long rehab, right? And it took me like basically it took me damn near a year to get back to 100. percent What about you? So they told me it was gonna take six months before I could rodeo again. Okay. Um, they said it'd be a year to year and a half before it was full strength on mine too. I completely changed my diet on everything. Yeah. I went and did uh, the cryotherapy. I went to rehab twice a day, and I ran my first deer. 11 weeks to the day. After, Hell yeah, dude. That's crazy. Head surgery. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, that's insane. Cause for mine, it was like, I never believed in, you know, PT, you know how you Hell grow yeah. up, man. You're just like, I don't do that shit. I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> and, um, dude, I, I like am a full advocate for having the right physical therapy with an injury like that. Yeah, you can't, it's not like a, a, like a, like a, um, pulled muscle, you know, no. where you just ice it and heat it and then, I mean, I learned a lot about my body, and and same thing like you said. At the time, I was fighting and training, cutting weight and stuff, but I still wasn't 110 percent right. like I should have been because I was probably like 23, 24 when it happened. And um, dude, it's just this is an insane recovery because I remember getting back in the gym after about six months, um, and getting back in the gym, and I still really couldn't lift anything over my head. Yeah. And I remember having to get 10 pound dumbbells. And start trying to do shoulder press. Right. Just embarrassing in <laughs> you there. Feel man. bad, yeah. God, no, dude. that's what they tell, and they were definitely not for me coming back that early because yeah. they, you don't know. It's different on everybody. They say soft tissue is eight to twelve weeks mm-hmm. before it's even fully reattached. Yeah, and so when they did mine, 
I knew. So Calgary is one of the bigger rodeos mm-hmm. in the summer. Pays a hundred thousand dollars to win first, and we don't get chances like that often throughout right. the year. And that's when I had surgery. I set my goal to come back there. And the first day I was up was eleven weeks to the day Damn, from surgery, and they crazy. were like, "It is not going to happen at all." And you did it. And dude, I just kind of went into war mode, <laughs> recovering. I went. And they told me not to go, and I went. And I ended up winning second overall up there. I won like thirty six thousand. Hell yeah, week. dude! So well, that, I mean, hey, it dude, was worth it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But had you had an injury again, it would have. Yeah, I knew but, the risk, yeah. but it is what it is, yeah. dude. I mean, and and something like any any kind of sports, like you're doing that is that's your profession. That's what pays the bills. Right. You got to work, right? Being down with rehabs, not no, paying anybody because we're not getting paid if we're not going or winning somewhere. Well, how does that work with because with uh, you guys are very similar to athletes, yep. um, being televised, um, doing kind of PR stuff. So how does it work? Break that down for a lot of people who don't know how like it works as being a professional rodeo star, and that's all you do. So guys. Guys don't get paid just to show up at rodeos. Okay. Like we, we go because we love it. And the only way you're getting paid is if you win. Right. And so they're normally paying four to eight spots at every rodeo, depending on how much is added or how big the rodeo is. So guys make it up and down the road by sponsors that help them get back and forth or feed sponsors, help them buy feed or fuel, whatever that is. And then just by winning you got mm-hmm. you got to win to go because it takes a lot to stay out there on the road all the and time. you're well that's what i was wondering too because i was thinking about this the other day i was like just looking at the stats and everything because like let me let me see what all he's done the past few yep. years and um so being on the road and stuff that's all at your expense yeah that's yeah. what's crazy you know most athletes that's all covered right you know, so, so you're you're taking your own horses you're paying your own fee unless you have a sponsor willing to help with it right you're either buying hotel rooms or paying for a trailer to haul yeah. horses and sleep in or and not only do we just show up at rodeos you got to pay an entry fee yeah at every rodeo and the bigger the money is so you got to pay your own damage so you got to you got to pay to play yeah and you better you better win or you're gonna well, be I mean, buying fast i mean i respect that though because it's like everything's on the line here yeah exactly you know anything else is like most people just show up perform and then leave right. and they don't have to do none of the background stuff anymore because they made it to that level so you're at the top tier level and you're still having to do this i mean you're still Every grinding day. yeah so it's like a i mean it's a full-time hustle there well what do you have like so what's been the transition of so you had that injury in 19 right so you bounced back and literally was in have done so this within right on the back of that injury exactly yeah man i knew i knew what i put into it to come back from that injury and I wanted to stay in the top fifty or so to get in those bigger rodeos because mm-hmm. they limit your entries. On okay, what they so can that's go. Some, you have to be qualified for some of them. Okay, for for the most part, like any big rodeos, you're going to have to be qualified for. And so I didn't want to fall out of all that, and I ended up being one out of getting into pretty much all the big ones. Yeah. And so, man, I just kind of went into overdrive. I practiced every day. I knew I was going to make it no matter what. And by February of twenty old. And I never dropped below third during the regular season. That's insane. Until we got to the NFR out there. How does that feel like looking back, realizing that this is something that you just decided you wanted to do and you're already, like, you're already a grown man at this point. And then you look at it and look at what you've done in 10 years. Man, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. Um, like if I'm going to do something, I really want to be the best at it. And I knew I could. I knew it would take some time, but I know. Even starting later, whatever, I'm not going to be outworked at it. So I'm willing to put in hours in the gym and hours in the practice plan yeah. or change what I eat or drink to make it work. I'll, there's nothing I wouldn't do. That's another thing I want to bring up because most the telltale rodeo guy is uh, 
hardcore drinker and don't do don't hardly eat anything all day long. Works their ass off and, and damn sure don't hydrate right. or, or do any kind of you know competitive lifting or CrossFit or anything. So I know that I know that you're you know a guy who like takes those into account right. and that's do you think that gives you a competitive edge i do and i think that's why i've had the success so fast or gotten to the level i met so fast that normally takes guys a little while because i i don't know how true the stat is they say a guy normally don't make the nfr in the steer wrestling the first time till they're around 28 to 30 okay i made it the first time at 25 well i didn't go for a full year till i was 24 right and so it came fast but i i didn't go party i didn't drink i spent every hour in the practice pen or in the gym preparing for that. And then when I was on the road, I didn't lose that focus. Like I didn't go out and get distracted by yeah. anything else. Do you think, um, what kind of, what kind of shit do you catch? Because I feel like a lot of those old hard cowboys, do they give you any shit for, for being that, that guy who's, Man, they used to yeah. a little bit until I started winning everywhere now. and then they don't anymore. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's just interesting how things like that happen. I feel like there's, we just know more, you know right. what I mean? It's not the old school, you know, 50 years ago rodeo. I mean, I grew up going to rodeos when I was, grow- you know, a kid, and my family was into that. And, man, I mean, those are just old, old tough guys that, that, I mean, that worked all no day doubt. and then did it's, that. On the- it's definitely changed. And there are guys now that are doing the same thing. You can you can see the change happening. If you look at the top guys in the standings, so they're doing, those guys are putting in time. They're on regimen. And they're, 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 they know, and they grew up around other sports, or a lot of guys wrestled or played football. Mm-hmm. And so they know, and now it's kind of changed away from that. So your top guys. Yeah. So you played. You were into football before you got into this. Like, is it yep. growing up? Yep. What What did you do? What um, your position? I played defensive end and linebacker. Okay. And just man, I never went past high school. I just yeah. fiddled with it, and then once I once I got done with that, I really wanted to pursue the rodeo deal. Hell yeah, dude. Well, so what's your uh, favorite form of exercise as far as um, you know, how do you lift and and how do you? Well, let's just start there first on the yep. exercise. Why? So my favorite stuff to do, especially that ties into our event, is explosive lifts. So like okay. a, your Olympic lifts, the yeah. hang clean, power clean, squats, anything. All like the stuff that. that's rough on that tendon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but. Uh, so much of our event is explosion, and mm-hmm. it's quick and snappy. I think that would be the thing that helps the most to well, prepare. So we're doing like a lot of um, like basically like yeah, Olympic pair with cross crossfit yep. kind of deal. Well, what do you um? So do you do what? What about your diet? And like, do you drink a lot of water? I mean, I, I ask these things because like I'm interested more than I don't know if everybody yeah. else no, is. But man. the thing is, is like so. Being hydrated and keeping yourself from having injuries and then enough carbohydrates, like how does that work? Man, I don't really have a super strict diet on anything. I mean, it it does have a little bit of an advantage to be a little heavier in my sport or event. Um, I mean, you don't want to be super fat heavy going Well, I mean, so what's the average um, steer wrestler size? um, Man, they're 225 to 250, but they're normally – Six two to six four, six three. I mean, you got guys shorter than that, right. or fatter, or skinnier, or right. whatever you want to call it. But the average average guy's a little bit bigger, like right? They're, I mean, they're yeah, you're jerking. How, how much that steer weigh? Anywhere from I think it's in the rule book. They have to be four fifty to six fifty or four fifty to six hundred. So they're pretty man. big, dude. That's a lot yeah. of weight. Yeah, God. That's crazy. I guess looking at it when you're just looking at like a photo, it doesn't look that large. But in person, I mean, you got to right. think it's a that's a damn teenage bull. Pretty big, yeah. <laughs> well, so like, yeah. So do, do you like? You say you don't really have a strict diet, but there's there's, there's things that you've cut out over the years or, or done, you know, made any adjustments. Man, I just from when I got hurt, yeah, I cut out any any sort of alcohol or sugar or anything that slowed down soft tissue. I did a lot of nuts, fruits, vegetables meats clean meats like yeah. fish stuff but i just did that just because i knew it helped soft tissue grow back faster yeah. supposedly yeah yeah it's one of those things man i think it's very interesting that um to see like 
We're just seeing a lot of this in the past few years. I, I don't know if it's um, knowledge of us growing or all being more integrated together on social and being able to interact yeah. with each other across the world, but we're able to actually like put these plans into place and, and kind of take take something from everything and apply it to our you know exactly. goal. Yeah. And I feel like that that's something you're doing in this in this sport. And I didn't, to be honest, just looking on the outside, looking in, I'm like, this is not, this is not a sport where someone trains. So, what's the training like? So that's probably the hardest thing about our sport is there's no coach. There's no specific time you have to be at practice or have to go to the gym. So anything I do, I do on my own or I come up okay. with on my own. So like I said, I like Olympic lifts and yeah. CrossFit and stuff because it kind of ties in. But, man, I, I have to make myself do all of it because you don't have anybody telling you when to do it. Well, as far as practice, like how does that work? Man, so I normally I try and practice every day somehow. Um, it's got to be weather depending because when I'm at home, I'm not going to put animals through something that I would at a rodeo or something. So these are your, all your own yeah. animals. Yep. Like, so these are your steers, your, your horses. Exactly. And that's, so you're running yep. those. Now, let me ask you this. So, th- okay, if you're sure, how many steers you, you working with? Like, do you have like a couple you work with? Yeah, I got, I think at the house right now, there's 24. Okay. Yeah. So you just rotate them in? Yeah. Normally, I feel I mean, like if, they, if you just have, use, if you're using the same damn steer all the yeah. time, I don't feel like so it would be go, as realistic. We try and like, they get too good or too bad or learn tricks or something. I try and rotate them through a pretty good bit. So like when they get bad, I send them to sale bar and go get some more. Okay. And just I what try does it keep, define define get bad for everyone that man will. they'll get either to where they're stopping or trying to hurt you. They get tricks. I mean you you got to be careful. You start running something over and over, they get a little pattern. Yeah. You know they'll throw. That's how I lost all my teeth. I had one stop and throw his horn up and hit me in the mouth. It, was this in rodeo or in practice? Yeah, I was at a rodeo. <laughs> so it's the same thing. After steers get run a while and they get old, they start getting tricks, and you got to be careful of that. I mean, well, that's what was going to be my next question: is how do they how do they cycle them in? They're yearly. Okay, and so, so they, they they run them for a whole rodeo year, which is October. Seems 1st, like a lot. October first, yeah. But <laughs> if something gets dangerous, they cut it. Okay, and they'll replace it or just cut that one off and. Send him down the road. So you haven't um, no no bull riding. Never tried any bull nope. riding. No, never I'm got on the back of one. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think that man, it's um, it's a totally different sport. Yeah, most bull riders are a bit smaller. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah for sure. what, like one sixty to one eighty. One sixty to one eighty, yeah. and they're a lot shorter. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at like five, five seven, eight, five, five seven. Five, yeah. yeah, and but like with this sport. Man, how long has it been around? Do you do you know the history of it? I don't. No. That's interesting. I'll have to look look into that because I feel like it's something that I'm sure it's been around a long time. I mean, rodeo it's been rodeo was like years. the first first yeah. former you know right. American Olympics. Right. I would say probably you know, but it's like so. What would be okay? So what it, when you're what was amazing this year is we had the NFR local close right. to us in Dallas, which is really big for yeah. the state of Texas, and you know normally that's something that's held in Vegas. Um, am I correct? I yeah, think that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that was something that was really big this year because of everything going on with COVID and stuff. So how did that affect the sport and you guys as rodeo? And then like, did I mean, not only I mean, it's taking a toll on everybody, but I'm sure on your wallet and on being able to perform in the audience and all that. How does that work? Yeah, man. So rodeos are scattered everywhere across the whole country and you know everybody's their restrictions were different, but a lot of rodeos canceled. So it made it harder on us trying to make a living doing it because you're spending more money. We're having to drive two times as far as we normally would to go to less rodeos and less added money in a normal year. So like last year, um, they take the top 15 of the NFR. Mm-hmm. Normally that 15th hole, the last 
couple years before last year is around seventy to seventy five thousand. Last year I think it was thirty five. Damn. And so we're driving all over the country trying to hit as many rodeos as possible, and they're smaller, and you're just doubling your miles and not getting to go very much. So it made it hard. And so how does that work as far as – I know you have a lot of local rodeos, but then so there's – is there like a regional are – there, are, there, are these regional rodeos that are qualifiers for like the PRCA? How does that work? Man, they have – they just have regular PRCA rodeos. Okay. And there's not a tier system or anything. Okay. Um, Guys do have, like when you first get into it, you buy a permit. And okay. so you can't enter the big ones on a permit. You have to win $1,000, and then you can actually buy your real card. Okay. Um, and then when you buy your card, you can get in everything, and it kind of goes off standings. The bigger the rodeo, the lower the number they let in. Okay. And so if you're in the top, you can enter anywhere you want to. What um, What would you say that, like, so in a regular year versus last year, how many rodeos would you do normally in a regular year? And so year? they got us at a limit. You can't go to more than 75. That's a lot of damn rodeos. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than, I mean, that's, what, almost two a week if you're not counting off holidays yeah, and, and stuff? Yeah, and a lot of, most of the bigger rodeos, you're running two to four steers depending on how good you're doing. Okay, so, okay, yeah, so how does that process work? So if you take off, because... <clears throat> I feel like everybody knows how bull riding works. You get yeah. on a bull ride, if you make it, you know, whoever makes right. it longest, okay. With you, you're trying to do the opposite. You're trying to get them as, out as quick as possible. Right. And um, so, if is it if you're head to head with somebody in in time, then they do another elimination round, or how does it work? Man, no, un- unless it's like a, a playoff bracket format, which there's not many of those okay. in rodeo where you you win, you keep advancing. Okay. Normally, it's if it's say it's a one where you run two. You would run one. If somebody has the same time, they combine first and second place money and then split it dead even in the middle. And then if you're running two, they'll pay first round, second round, and then your combined total on two. And And then they take take those standings and they just – if it's a qualifier, yeah, I guess, or then, that money grows throughout the year. So you, we qualify based on points, which mm-hmm. is money, and that's when you win throughout the year. That money starts adding up, and that's what your your points are. Okay, as to qualify for the NFR. Okay, so you did. Um, so typically, so they won't let you do more than seventy five, or a lot of guys out there doing their max. Yeah, for the most part, and and you almost have to because, like, on a normal year, when we leave in June, we won't come back till September. Yeah. So, because everything's in the Northwest or Midwest. And so when you go up there, whether you want to go to rodeos or not, if you're up there, you might as well fill a spot. Oh, so to, you're, you're up there this whole time, not, not back and forth. Yeah. If no, they're in, the, if it's leave, in that you region. Stay. Yeah. So okay. you, you try and fill that. Like you, you for sure enter all the big ones. Mm-hmm. And then you try and fill the holes with all the small ones just to make a living, make well, money. Well, do you, so this makes me think of something else. Like back whenever we used to fight, like we would go do like little small little tournaments or whatever. Like we'd do like sparring sessions, you know, to kind of get ready to get into a real fight. So like, did you do you ever go like do little warm up rodeos, like little dot- man? No, and that's where a lot of guys grew up in high school rodeo and yeah. in college rodeo, and then did it. Man, when I when I started, I went to uh, the first rodeo I went to was a pro rodeo in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And I won, I think I won third or fourth mm-hmm. and was $200 shy of filling my permit that day. And then I ended up filling it a week later. Um, but no, there's no, I mean, you can go to little jackpots or something where guys put up money and compete yeah. just, just to kill time or right. get practice in on steers. And, but for the most part, you just, you practice at home and then you go rodeo. <laughs> is that how, is that like everyone's, is that kind of how they do it? I mean, they yeah. just, they, they yeah. have their own there's not livestock really any, and they do their own. I mean, they do have amateur rodeo <laughs> systems that you yeah. can go in, but, 
normally the the stock is not very good. They're old and worn out, and guys don't really want a chance getting hurt at something that's going to pay. That's another thing I was going to miss. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to miss. Yeah. If you do have a little like try to go to like, a little warm up set or something, you're chancing on something right. like that happening. Exactly. <laughs> Low budget show, yeah. you know, and no, you know, no. no telling what's going on. Yeah, that's that's really crazy because it's uh it's just something that it's a whole world out there. A lot of not not a lot of people know about. What would be something that? What's a question you get a lot that um people are surprised your answer to? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. I don't know. Most people, when you ask or when they ask what you do and you tell them steer wrestling, they think you're roping calves. They have no and idea. They say, oh, so you throw them down, they tie the legs. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it's different. So you're um, I, well when you're coming off a horse to grab one of those, um, it's right around the back of the neck. Correct? Yeah, and they have horns, so you're right. you're yeah. catching them by the horns. Like your left hand is going to catch the end of that left horn, okay, and then you catch the right horn in your elbow or in the crease of your elbow. What happens? If you come off that and just uh, uh, an inch off either way, you just miss them. You have no time. You got to go somewhere else. <laughs> it just, happens. Though. You just roll up and yeah. they just keep going. Yeah. And you jump back on and just go them back and try again. Is that happen? Well, no. I have it. Like if you miss them, it's over. Like that's, that's it. it. You're done. Okay. So you pay your entry fee. You're in no time. You're not going to win anything. You go to the next one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why has that happened? Oh yeah, it happens. Okay. You you get to where you run so many of them, or you. Have something that stops or lets mm-hmm. off that you don't know, and you'll just miss them. But it happens. So I mean, you're talking about three to four seconds every time. It happens so fast. You miss them, it's over. You got to go somewhere else. So if you have like um, what? Whenever you do this, and you're like, say you um, say you have a good night. Remember, you're running two. And you do a real yep. good time. Um, big ass steer, and you have you're in the top ten that day or whatever. What is the recovery like? Is it is it real? Are you, are you sore? Are your body used to it at this point, or like man, you get numb to it. Yeah, like uh, you you don't really get sore, but normally, like especially when we're rocking and rolling, as soon as you're done, you get in the truck and you're headed somewhere else. And there's, <laughs> right there's three or four of us in a truck. We split fuel. We all travel together. Okay, so y'all are like so, buddies. Yeah, we all help each other, but yeah. we are competing against of each course. other. But you got your guys you travel with because when you're going, you'll be and. Oregon on one night and Colorado the next morning, and so you everybody rotates turns driving and sleeping. And normally, you're on the road the whole time. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's there's no recovery at all. So that well, that part about it is um that's something like I know if you ever, anybody watch some old you know the old rodeo movies or whatever. Yeah. This I mean that's real. Yeah, you know you just for sure rodeo to rodeo that's town it. to town, and that's paying the bills. Yeah, for sure. Was it um at what point did you decide to do this full time? Man, I 2015, um, I got in with some guys, and they let me ride their horse. And I, there's a kind of a trick to entering rodeos yeah. where you can get upright and, and kind of hit them, hit the big ones, and then fill in the little ones and, you know, a driving distance. Yeah. And so I got in with some guys in 2015 to kind of learn where to go and how to go and how to enter everything and, and make the big ones work and fill in spots on the little ones. And so – Probably 2015 was when I was like, all right, we're going to go after it. And you just <laughs> took a chance, yeah, basically. for sure. <laughs> what was that first year like? Man, it was it was cool. It was kind of a culture shock. I yeah. mean, it's I've not been very far from the house before that. And so you're traveling all over the country and all night and all day and never sleeping and always on, on the road. And it was different, and it takes a while to get used to. But it was it was a neat experience. You should get to see so much all over the whole country. What's what's uh, probably your I guess what's your favorite show to date, location wise? Um, 
Man, it's hard to beat that NFR in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah, really I beat it. I bet. But, but that's got to that, be a different. That's got to be a different feel, though. It is because you're you're bringing horse trailers in the middle of the street. No doubt. You know what I mean, like that's a different feel. No doubt. It's it's crazy. But you're kind of used to that too because you're rodeoing in Houston and San Antonio and all those bigger cities to where it doesn't really phase you much for what it is until yeah. you're back in the box and there's twenty thousand people breathing on your neck and yeah. it's a little different. What is it? Um. Well, how's the nerves work for you? Does that something that bothers you? Or you have to no. you psych yourself up, listen to music before? Like, no, is man, I get, I probably get too low on smaller rodeos and stuff. Yeah. I, the more people and the more pressure, the more I like it. Okay. Like, I, I love the lights. I love the people. If, okay. And you put a hundred thousand people in there. I'm all about it. Yeah, man, that's something that, uh, fuels the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the one, the rodeo this weekend that we're going to. Yeah. Is the American. And that's in AT and T, the Cowboy Stadium over oh, here. Oh hell yeah, that's and gonna so be good. it's going to be. And they good. just and they just uh, dropped right. the mandate. Right. Oh dude, that place is going to be. It's going to be nice. <laughs> the, oh damn yeah, yeah. You, that's going to be. A, this going to feel like two years ago. You're right, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Dude. Well, like you doing these things. So like, uh, is it all in the states? Yeah. Well, I say that no. There's a lot of rodeos in Canada. That's what I was going to ask. Yep. So you so Canada, we go to Canada quite a bit. Um, it's hard to make it work. We didn't at all last year because the borders were shut down, so yeah. we didn't. But I've been up there quite a bit in past years. And what's that? Uh, is there any difference in um, the rodeo? I mean, as far as Man, I mean, the climates, it's had different. But if you're, in the, you're up there in the Dakotas, it's it's cold. Yeah, anyway. rodeos are the same. The only difference is so they pay you in American dollars on points, mm-hmm. but your payout is not. So if you win a thousand dollars, you're only getting like seven hundred or something. Oh shit! So you're yeah. making less money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's well. I mean, what would be something that um, if so, like if any, if you had anything to tell anybody that were want to get into this, and they were like, say they're you know, they're a kid and they think they want to be a rodeo star, what would be some of your advice to them? Man, definitely find a school somewhere. Go somewhere where somebody has been around it or knows about it, where they can teach you the ins and outs of it, and not just jump headfirst into it. That's you can do it, but your chances of getting hurt go up because you just don't know what you're doing yet. And you so you went to that school and you got into it. Do you have any mentors? Anybody that's something that, that you look Man, up to? I, I do. I, I try and surround like my dad rodeoed. Yeah. And so he knew a little bit about it, but he never really got far. Mm-hmm. And so, man, when I win, I try to surround myself with the people that were winning, past winners. Nothing winning wrong with now. that. Nothing wrong. With and so just to see how they reacted to everything, yeah. how they did it, and what their methods were. Um, man, I like just having people that have had success in any sport. You know, just kind of follow their routines yeah. just to mimic what they're doing yeah. a little bit. But you're mixing it up too, though. Yeah. You know, well, when you, you combine all theirs, yeah. then then you create your own little style. Hell but, yeah. Well, you have like um, when you get into doing that. So, is there something? Is basically what surprised? Is there anything that surprised you besides the culture shock of just being everywhere? Is there something that you wasn't expecting? Yeah, probably just the fact that you never sleep and you're always <laughs> on the road, man. Are like you a it, guy that sleeps a lot? Not really, but I, I mean, when you're talking, you're getting two and three hours a night, maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And you'll go a week and get 12 hours. So what does that look like? I mean, you so you, you get the rodeo done, you get on the road, you're not sleeping good because you're sleeping in a damn truck. Yeah. Are y'all pulling a horse trailer with this yeah, guy? Like- so we got a horse trailer, and it's got a living quarter. So okay. most of the time, y'all rotate you'll have in there? two guys in the truck and mm-hmm. two in the trailer trying to sleep, and we try and rotate through. I mean, that way you at least get a little, a little better sleep. You're at least laying down. <laughs> so you're basically like a traveling band, man. Pretty much, dude. Band. It's like a carny, but you get hey. <laughs> Well, I mean, how does it – well, you, you say you try to watch your what you eat. How does that work on the road, man? I'm sure that's kind of complicated. Tough. You have to make – 
conscious effort yeah. to, to really eat Cause healthy. Cause I, especially those other guys aren't doing the it. Time. If they're not doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so you just, you got to make healthy decisions on the road when you stop and get fuel or stop at a fast food restaurant. Just don't eat junk. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was. Possible. That's how it was when it was in the oil and gas, man. It's like you, you try to do the best you can because right. you're in the you're field all day long. Options. It's like you can't keep meal preps right. in the refrigerator. There's no damn refrigerator. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those things that's interesting. Well, um, so what's some some influences like, and just not we're talking about all this as, as a whole, but like on your personal life. So you seem like you're motivated, you, you know, you're real competitive. So what what fuels that? Yeah, man, I I was always raised that way. Yeah, I was always raised to whether we played football, baseball, whatever it was. Even when we were little kids, we were going to win. Yeah, and that just kind of stuck. And then I had great coaches when I played football, and then I seen the people that have success and I've been around these guys that are rodeoing like this and I see what they put into it and I know if I could put in more I can be better than they are mm-hmm. in my mind and so it just I just don't like being second best or third best or whatever so I'm just I mean, not makes sense. quit <laughs> makes sense is this something um so what's what's your I'm, I know you want to win Every, yeah. I mean you're doing this you're competitive you want to win What's what? Do you, what do you think? What ten ten years? What do you think? Like what's the what's the span there? Man, you see, you see guys that normally kind of stop getting competitive around yeah. forty forty five, depending on how well they take care of themselves. It's a hard sport. So I know. I mean, I just turned thirty in January, and so I would say at least another ten twelve years. You got plenty. Of time Body holds up. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Do you um you feel like um as you're getting older and more you know experiencing more rodeos are you finding any kind of shortcuts or anything to um to help you or any or competitive edge there man not really you find out that there are no shortcuts <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you take a shortcut you're probably going to get hurt yeah so you just man you I don't practice as much or as hard if that makes sense I've like noticed, I don't yeah run so, the numbers that I normally yeah. do and I'll do a lot more dummy work mm-hmm. or using fake horses and fake steers save the runs on my horses and me. But I still get after it. Well, see, I like you said that because I, uh, I compare this, and I I compare this to sport I'm passionate about, which is fighting. But like, so as you have an experienced fighter, um, you've noticed that they don't spar as hard as they used right. to in the early game because their skills are developed at this point. Right. They just need to stay stay loose, and it's you about know, staying sharp. Yes, yeah, you stay, stay on point, timing. keep in yeah. shape, you know, but not having to be so rough on the body because. You don't want to if you're if you're performing at championship level. You don't want to go in there get banged at, up and or then, at eighty percent. Yeah, you know when you could really go in there at a hundred. So that's something that I've noticed. You know, in the past few years, looking at, at that stuff, that those people when they're at that level, you know, it's yeah. just about doing the you know the the main movements. No doubt. You know? And then so that like. I don't back off at all. I, I probably spend the same amount of time practicing. Mm-hmm. I just practice different. I practice smarter, and I use dummies instead of live steers and stuff. And I still run two or three, four a day. Yeah. But I don't run 12, 15, 20 a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, man. It's still, well, so you're like, so you busy seasons between June and September, you yep. said? Normally. And so what are you doing in downtime? Uh, there's normally never any downtime. Okay, so, so you're still doing rodeos. That's just full your, of rodeos, but okay. that's like all we leave long. in June and we're going till September. So all your that's long, your you're bulk of it. Yeah, but okay. it's season ends last day of September. New season starts first day of October. Okay, so yes, you technically it's, don't have no yeah. holidays or I mean no no nope. season. So it's literally all year yeah. long. There's so, slower times. I guess but. I didn't realize that either because on a local rodeo level, what you only have them kind of in the fall. I feel like yeah. you know, and then you don't see them again. Yeah, they'll go to ten, twelve rodeos a year and then have their little finals for amateur rodeo mm-hmm. association which is good but for us if you want to make it that far i mean you you get to pick and choose where you go you don't have to but if you want to make it that far you got to go yeah 
What's some um, some other people that you've seen in the circuit, like as far as not just steer wrestling, but other things that m- may be interesting to you, or that you that are crazy, Man, like it's, athletic it's, or different, or you know, just yeah, it's um, it's kind of crazy. All your guys in your event, we all kind of stick together. Okay, everybody stays in their own okay. event. Like you don't cross event very much. You, okay, you're friends with everybody and you help, but your steer wrestlers are probably your closest knit group. Okay, and we kind of all just stick together. You don't really get outside of that. So group. you're not over here look, talking to bull riders or no. Calf and so normally, I mean, because like because we haul our own horses, they normally fly or drive cars. And then they're all okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we're on the other, and we all warm up with our horses and stuff, and they're warming up behind the chute. So you don't really even get unless you go out of your way. You don't really even intermingle with anybody. Yeah, and you got to the women barrel racers. They bring their own horses, yep. so they're on that must yep. be down there on that end. With so it's own. so we're like we're second event everywhere in pro rodeo. Okay, so we're. What's first one? They ride bucking horses. Okay. And then they steer wrestle. And so they, they normally try and go rough stock, time to vent, rough stock, time to vent. Okay. And so when we go, we normally, we're going. We'll be the first ones out of there with the trailers. Man, that's so insane. What, what's the, okay. What's your slowdown? What's your time to, to, to do, do you do any kind of like, do you listen to music? Do you like, do you meditate? You do whatever, like, Dude, you, you just haven't... sleep. <laughs> when you get a, when you get a time to slow down, you just sleep. So, I mean, it's just literally fast paced 24 7. I had no clue, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So, cause if you do slow down, you, you gotta stay kind of in that mode. Man, like when you get out of rodeo mode or driving all the time, it's hard to get back Damn, in it. That's so a lot. You just you take advantage of the time yeah, you got yeah. slow and sleep. And well, not only that, you got to really be passionate about something like that. Yeah. Like, because most people in life, you you wake up and you're like, "Damn, I don't want to go today. Maybe I can come up with some excuse to call in sick or some shit." Like, right? You, well, see, and, and everybody's you everybody's don't even feeding have to off have each other. Excuse. Yeah. Like you just don't have to go. So well, you right. really that's have what I'm to saying. love it. So to you do have it. exactly. Yeah. You don't have. There's no reason. Like no. literally. And at least you have a group of guys you're rolling with that kind of maybe bounce motivation off right. each other. If you're having a rough day or you right. know, feeling like shit, it's it's just different than other sports, man. We don't like we put in more than most of them do mm-hmm. and have a lot less, a lot less return. Yeah, well, a lot less return monetarily too. Yeah, no doubt. It's just something that that's that's really crazy. I still, you know, I'm still taken back about the the thing that. So what do, what do people? What kind of feedback do you get to these people that see you come in late? in the game and they've been it their whole life is there some kind of resentment do you feel that over there man not not bad especially guys that are going and having success some of yeah. them guys that have gone and and it's taken them a little bit longer to get there you can tell there's a little bit mm-hmm. there but man everybody's so close and they, everybody knows what you put in it's pretty obvious like it shows off if if a guy wants to win he can win but he's got to put the time in and so, and some people they got to go work jobs or whatever. Man, I quit mine. Like that's another thing. So you still have people that are in the pro circuit that yep. have full time yep. jobs too. Yeah, Damn and so man. they have like local rodeos. They go yeah. to just local. They don't rodeo all year for a little. Okay. Um, if you're gonna go and make it, you that has to be primary. Like you can't. It's just like have yeah, another job. you can't one foot in, but, one foot out. So it's some guys aren't willing to give up that safety net or yeah or. I don't know what you call it—the safety of having a jo- everyday job. Yeah, I mean it's the insecurity, man. Like yep. this, like it's just like being a, a business owner or anything else. You got to dive right in and yep. hope to hell exactly. you put it. You better work hard, you know, because yep, you're not sure. going to get anything out of it. That's a lot of damn time wasted. That's crazy, dude. That so 2020 
we're talking about that real quick. Go back to that real quick. So how many shows were you able to do that year? Man, I think we went to 55. So you still got pretty rodeos close. rodeos that we would never even, even consider going to in Why a regular that? year. I mean, they were just all over the place, and we were putting a lot more miles on a truck and a trailer and not much added. So, I mean, with them canceling a lot of the bigger ones, you had to drive an extra 500 miles to get to a little one that you wouldn't have even considered entering because you would have had three more big ones over here. Yeah. And so it just made it hard to get to. I mean, we, I put on, I guarantee you, the same amount of miles I would in a normal year, but went to half the rodeos and won half the money. That's yeah. I mean, it makes sense though. I mean, at least you're still able to do a little right, bit, but exactly. putting in twice. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like that was the year for everybody. So what about um? All right. So worst 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 scenario ever. Worst scenario ever. Worst <laughs> worst arena. Worst story. Worst like just damn. I wish I wanted to come to this show. Like what? So there's been two times okay. I've been to a little rodeo. It's the same rodeo. <laughs> what? I don't even want to say. You don't want to say. Like, it? I don't, don't want to get them involved. Okay. But it was. Right. And it, the, the where worst, was what state was it in? This one. <laughs> this one. This. <laughs> oh, I gotta know, yeah. dude. So I gotta. You know. put. It, it's in a coliseum. Okay. And they haul in dirt. Okay. Which. It's normal. Yeah. And they just hauled in like clay mud that was about a foot deep. And mm-hmm. it was I mean, when you're when you're talking about that, it don't really affect us that much, but you have these horses that are worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm not running my horses and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially on an indoor arena. I mean it's it's inside a Coliseum. You can haul sand or something in. Right. Both times they never told us a word. It had been raining a lot, I guess. We showed up at the rodeo that morning, walked in there and it's like a foot deep of just mud clay. And I didn't run. We all just turned out like nobody run their steer. This is not worth. No, it's not worth. And it. that's happened two years in a row at the same place. And so they're using their. You said that earlier, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You don't bring your own steer. You're using their steers. Their steers, yeah, right? Or a stock contractor. So okay. they're just like us. Okay. They have bucking horses, steers, calves. That's their job. And those, so those rodeo committees that are putting on rodeos, uh-huh. they pay those guys to bring. Gotcha. Stock and then weekend. you bring your own horses, and we bring our own horses to compete on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's one. I was going to think some little podunk town in the middle of West Texas or something was going to no, be a bad. Those are probably the best decent, rodeo though. Decent, yeah. If you're anywhere in Texas, you're going to a good rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess what's your um, besides the big NFR, of course. Um, what's some places that you've enjoyed visiting? Um, just you know. And getting to know anybody that in the, you know around man, or whatever. Is it rodeo wise, or just being in that part of the country, both, man. Both. Rodeo wise, I love the big buildings. Okay. I like Fort Worth and San Antonio and Houston. Yeah. And you like this the one bright, going shiny lights. Yeah. I just the yeah. bigger the stadium, the bigger the lights. I Hell love yeah. it. Hell yeah. Um, my favorite parts of the country are Montana and Idaho. You kind of get up in the mountains mm-hmm. and clean air, and it's a little bit different than being down here, man. It's it's cooler weather, and I imagine it's miserable in the winter, but it is gorgeous up there. Well, let me ask you this: so we're talking about that. Horse performance based on climate. How does that work? Um, I, you don't really tell a difference. You don't? Um, no. I, maybe certain horses. I've not been able to tell a difference on any of mine. Um, you could tell a difference on them feeling better, like, outside the arena. Okay. You can't tell working-wise them any, any different. You know, they don't sweat as much, or you could tell they're a little more perked up somewhere where it's cooler. But you're not losing any time but, no. versus, no, like, thin air versus because you the like looking at The only thing that will, like, slow anything down or really affect them is with driving so much. Really? And so they'll get tired just like we will. And so you try and stop every Oh, yeah, because they're restless, I guess. Yep. So and, and you have them in little slants where yeah. they can lean against the walls and move, and we feed them and water them on the road like they're taken care of, but they get tired being on the road just like we do. So we stop every four to six hours and walk them and water them and 
let them move around. What's a scenario like that? You got to find somewhere. Like, how does that work? Parking lot. (laughs) Parking lot. So you just move around out there, and that's fine. Like you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Well, so when when you're on the road, do you you don't really get to practice like you do if you were at home? How does that work? No, What's that scenario? Uh, you you do get to practice some, like because now you know guys all over the country, and they're gotcha. the guys that are competing. They'll let you stay at their house. Or okay, you can well come that's over cool. And practice. And they, with them. Okay, and then, gotcha. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I had eight people and twenty two horses at my house. Hell and yeah, driving back and forth, and we okay. stop and practice. And so you have places you can. Go find if you need to practice or want to practice, but you try and keep your schedule busy with rodeos so you you stay sharp rodeoing so much, anyways. Dude, this is strikingly similar to the fight game. It's so crazy. Yeah. It really is. I've never even I, I had no clue because you were saying this. I'm like, well, that's the same thing when you have a training camp when you're getting ready for a big fight. You may go over here and so and so. They'll let you, they'll put you up for two or put three days. Up. Let you work with their people. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much that aligns. Um, you know, and I mean, it's the same thing. You bust your ass for the small ones until you get to the big right. ticket, and, and only there's only a handful of people that's going to make all the money. Right. You know, I strikingly similar. I had no idea. Was there anything, uh, dude? We've already been rolling like 45 minutes. No <laughs> Is there anything um, that you would have advice for people getting into? Not so much rodeo specifically, because a lot of people that, but a lot of people listen. You know, there may not be that yeah. actual demo, but actually just. Taking a chance, stopping what makes them feel comfortable and jumping into yeah, something. No doubt. Man, just full commitment. Yeah. That'd be the biggest thing is like if you want to take a chance, but you stick one foot in and keep one foot out and you leave a safety net behind you, you're most likely going to fail because you're already planning on failing. My deal is, is I knew when I started, I may not make it, but I'm not going to have anything to fall back on if I don't. So I have to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I dove in, it was all or nothing. I was either going to make it or I was going to go broke and have to go f- figure something else out. And so I, I think if you leave yourself a back door or a way out, you're going to end up using it at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, I completely agree. And you really got to really want that tag. You got to, you got to want it, man. <laughs> no I mean, doubt. these, there's most days aren't going to be, you know, the best. No, no. <laughs> I feel like only a handful of them ever are. You know what I mean? As far yeah. as well, that's like rodeo, man. We go, we go to 75 rodeos a year and on average, you're making the NFR if you place at 30. Of those, win really? or place at thirty of them, really, and that odds wise, that's not very good. Hell no, it's not. So, yeah, it's you're gonna have some bad days for sure, bad weeks rodeo yeah. and, and doing anything, but you just got to keep your head down, and keep going. When is so the the new season starts off in um so we're it in twenty twenty one so October where are yeah. you where are you sitting at right now? Tenth right now, really? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. And so you plan on how many rodeos you've done since then? Seven, eight, maybe since October. Yeah. Cause yeah. okay, because it's kind of the slow season. Yeah, it's pretty slow. Yeah, so so you're getting a little more downtime right now, and then a little bit than normal. June, so like we'll go uh, this coming weekend. We go to Dallas mm-hmm. over there at AT and T, and then the Tuesday after we get back, we're done Sunday there, and then Tuesday we're headed to Florida and Alabama for a week, week and a half, and then we'll they rodeo in Florida. Oh yeah, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> and now they do big time now that their state's open. Yeah, they shit, they, they don't give a damn in Florida, dude. <laughs> is there any state that surprised you rolled in they had a rodeo there california <laughs> that's probably yeah. interesting yeah but, but that's probably the northern part of california huh man they're scattered i mean you have some one of the biggest rodeos of the year was in southern california no um, shit now with all this stuff going on we haven't been to california right. in a year yeah, and a half california two years down. now so uh, <clears throat> but yeah i was i was kind of shocked they even had anything out there around them bigger cities and they did i could see it in this i guess the, i guess the northern part well i guess the southern part too closer to you know yeah. to mexico and yeah you know but hey man 
Um, I had a good time, dude. Is there anything else that you may want to throw in here? Any kind of plugs? Anything uh, people can follow you on social media? I don't know if you're that active on there. Or... Uh, not man, not really. I just have my normal social media account. I got you. It's uh, it was a pleasure being here, man. Heck yeah, man. Well, I enjoyed it. Everyone, yeah. please subscribe to the podcast.